This is the Squared Goal Podcast with Mark Morris and Jared Maruyama. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Squared Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Morris. And with me again, Mr. Jared Mariyama. Hello, Jared. Hello, Marco. All red. <laughs> All dressed in red for pizza day. Uh, I, I have a hard time pairing. So I dropped off um, some goodies for you a few days ago, which we will talk about in yes. this episode. Yes. yes. And um, you noticed... And I actually called it out in case you didn't notice. My new thing is like a very monochromatic look. And because I'm so into shoes, the shoes will be like the loud part. So for those of you listening, you cannot see me. I am wearing a red hat and a red shirt. I have a hard time now since I've like adopted this new look or style or whatever you want to call it. Like everything I do, the colors kind of go together or like, you're like a or you're monochromatic. Like- you're like a junior so, high school girl. What is this? Is my new look. <laughs> um, 2021 what is, is it, the uh, monochromatic year. Uh, <laughs> or um, Granimals? Is that what it's called? What about it's like the, the matching <laughs> yes. outfit? Yeah, Oshkosh Bagosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should have some overalls, a little engineer cap. Oh, man. I, Your new look. Who's developing a new look during quarantine? Dear Lord. There's plenty of time for it. It's, it's, <laughs> everybody should be. <laughs> I'm wearing basically the same thing every day. It's like. Well, now, okay, so this is actually an interesting thing. So, you know, I, we both go out very, like, Seldom frequently, you know, yes. Yeah, yes. and so now it's like because I'm I I don't know how you feel. I know there's some people like oh I love wearing sweatpants and stuff. I hate it. Like to me, it's so I don't know. I get bored of it. I want to do something different. So now, like even if it's just to go to the grocery store or I have a a mailbox that I go and have my mail delivered to, when I go have to go just pick up my mail, mm-hmm. I like do a whole little outfit just to go do this like ten minute errand. Mm. Do you do something like, do you get dressed to go out or do you wear just, you know, whatever you have in the house? I have a few hazmat suits uh, and, <laughs> um, you know, I like to switch it up, you know, so mm. no, I don't because I try to go when no one will see me anyway. Like I go to the grocery store at night when no one's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's like, if there's six people there, I'm like, Jesus, it's crowded. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so no, I, I really, I really do it. And because I like to. I know this sounds like a crazy person. I don't like to wear everything goes in like the hamper the minute I come home, you know, like you change. So it's like, eh, I don't want to be washing this stuff constantly. So it's like a Mm -hmm. lot of the same T-shirts and sweats and shorts. Right. uh, Just so that I can just I don't care and put it on. Um, I mean, I I won't be disgusting going out, but I won't. I also (laughs) won't dress up either. So now's the time to get experimental with your look, Jared. (laughs) Yes, I'll th- I'll think I'll journal about that tonight and uh, let you know when I come up. With it. <laughs> uh, okay, so I just mentioned that I went over to drop off some goodies for you. The yes. goodies were, of course, cookies. What else would it be? Um, so I found this on Instagram. Mm. It's called My Cookie Dealer. Yes, and they're God. I should have had this on the show and tell. I don't know if they're mm-hmm. going to last through next week. But uh, we'll, I'll leave a, a link to this in the show notes for this episode. It's basically, it's a big cookie. Um, and by big, I don't mean 
the like circumference is big. It's thick. It's like a extremely thick yeah, cookie. Yeah. Um, and so the center is very high and it, uh, not all of them, but like the gimmick of this cookie is that there's some sort of gooey filling. So whether that's like a chocolate filling um, or something a little bit more experimental, if you will. The one that I had this morning was called Peppermint Fatty. And it's a, basically a chocolate chip cookie, but the center had like a York peppermint patty candy mm. in it. So you're supposed to, and you don't have to, but you're supposed to reheat this in the oven before you eat it. So I put it in the oven and then that's supposed to make the center all gooey. And then you have that for, in my case, the peppermint patty melted. And when you break it open, it's got this like really gooey chocolatey center. <laughs> so, so gooey is the point here. Uh, right. Yes. I think you kind of have to uh, heat it up. That Oh, for sure. That made a huge difference. I, I didn't try it without heating it up. Maybe I'll try one of the other ones a little bit before, but um, I think uh, like it doesn't dry it out. Like I kind of was worried it would dry well, that, it out. So I actually have the, not an issue, but that was the one critique I had. So the exterior, there's like a hard sort of shell that does get kind of dry. So like mm. it's a little crunchy and the at least from my experience, the outside was a little bit dry, but the center stayed extremely moist and gooey, which is a weird sort of juxtaposition in all within the same cookie. Um, but overall, like I actually had, I loved the cookie that I tried out and love that gimmick of like a gooey chocolatey center. <laughs> keep just keep saying gooey. Um, yeah. How else would you describe it? <laughs> it's gooey. Yeah, it is gooey. It's melty. Um, it's melty. It was good. I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. I didn't have high hopes. I know nothing about this cookie until you brought it up. I've never heard of this brand or, or anything. So uh, I didn't know anything going into it. But um, it just looked so thick because it's like a little mm, mountain yeah. of cookie. Like for sure, I, I wasn't sure that it was going to get. I actually liked the, like mine. I didn't think mine was dry. It is a cookie, so you don't want it too Wet. soft. Like I didn't want the whole <laughs> thing. Like yeah, like a little cake or something like that. Right. But I right. think you like soft cookies. Um, no, I actually I thought the pairing was good, but yeah. the like it was a little bit drier than I would have. It's so weird. I know, like describing this, it seems like I'm like not doing it properly but no it, <laughs> it was a little dry but it, i'm not complaining necessarily it was a really good cookie in my i actually opinion. ate it with a fork because it was i, I was to gonna eat say it, when it was hot like, right like the it's oven. it's because this it's so thick and the most of the center does stay pretty gooey mm -hmm. um it was kind of difficult to eat with uh your hands so i i would recommend eating it with a fork as like blasphemous as that might seem to eat a cookie with a fork and a knife it kind of is the best way to do it with this one. um i think i'm getting older because uh like everything tastes super Correct. sweet to me like that was very <laughs> sweet like i did like like the the pieces that you ate with the uh melted center like the mine was just chocolate i think i i couldn't tell that it was anything but just chocolate yeah. I, I didn't read my description very good. So it was they the do ginger. What was the other one? Peppermint oh, gingerbread. Yeah, it was like peppermint and ginger or something. Yeah. Um. So they all have sort of wild flavors. Uh. They do have some more traditional ones. I think like the most air quotes regular flavor they call OG chocolate chip, which mm. still has a gooey center. <laughs> gooey. I can't 
<laughs> I, you know, until you pointed that out, I wouldn't have thought that anything of that. But I'm sorry. now I feel weird. I'm here to make you insecure whenever I can. Oh, fun, fun. Uh, but it was good. I really liked it. Thank you very much for bringing it. I, I love, of course. I love trying. I mean, you know, most of my cookies are pretty uh, grocery store based. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I gave you cookies too. Did you eat those cookies I gave you at Christmas? We never even talked about those. Which oh, remember. the um, he doesn't even the big the fancy ass the fancy <laughs> Jacques Torres. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah. Which is so, just my favorite cookie. I will say, I the chocolate on that is better than the cookie. <laughs> Yeah. So like yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's weird because you know it, obviously it's a cookie and you would think that's the shining star, but I guess this is this brand or company is known for the chocolate. They are a chocolate so, company that also right. makes cookies, so it is yeah. great chocolate. No, I these are my favorite chocolate chip cookies of all time. And the best thing about oh, really? it really is that uh, Jacques Torres they published the recipe. Uh, and you can make know, it, so you can and so try it, so you can see how terrible it is when you do it. Versus no, when you make it, it at home, it's really good because then it's fresh out of the oven. These were a little crumbly and dry because they were sent like right. so long. It took so long to get ours. So like I ordered these the first week of December, and we didn't get them until oh, like pretty close. Actually, it was after it was almost Christmas. When, it was like Christmas like, Eve, I think. Yeah, right. just before Christmas Eve. So it took too long, and uh, they were mm-hmm. still good. The peppermint one was my favorite one, but um. Mm. Uh, if you make them at home, and it's a little bit of a fussy recipe, and so like I think people tend to like, well, I'm not going to do that, you know, like, like it says to chill the dough overnight or something or for so many hours, and I think people oh. tend to not want to prep like that. I would not want to do that either. But what's great <laughs> is you can make it in advance and just make balls and freeze them, and then you just bake them off as you as you want them, and they're mm-hmm. really good. Again, you have to use good chocolate because, like you said, it that's what really makes it. But it's my sister makes them because I'm not good at baking. I don't. It's not that I'm not good. I just don't like doing it. Like I get <laughs> when I want that cookie, I want it like right now. Oh I yeah, want to plan a day before and do it. Right. So she always does it for like special occasions or something. But um, it's really good. I'll, I'll try to send you the recipe so you can not make it one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> the one so. The this is the my cookie dealer is definitely like an Instagram thing, mm-hmm. yeah, which is sure. what led me to buy this. Um, because I'm so into cookies, like my suggested feed a lot all the time on Instagram is baked goods and cookies, so that's how I found this. And yeah, mine's very know, different. It was, it was <laughs> a it was totally an impulse buy, but. Like you said, I was surprised, actually surprised at how good it was. I thought it was going to be a total gimmicky thing. What were the other um, flavors you got? Because you got a bunch. I have them too. They're in the freezer now because I'm going to have to do this once a week. These were. Yeah. They're, one, so, they're very big and very sweet. I could barely finish the one. I actually I think was I thinking this could be a good cookie paired with like ice cream to do a pazuki kind of thing. Oof. But Jeez, too much for sweet. Jared to handle. I had to drink like black <laughs> coffee with it just so like, <laughs> to offset the, the sweetness. Yeah, that's um, why I'm turning into so my the parents. another like sort of gimmick thing with this brand is that, and I don't know how accurate this is. I'm not saying it's tr- necessarily true or false. They say like every you can only buy these once they prepare a batch. So they'll prepare a batch and then it'll go for sale. And then it's just once the cookies are sold out, that's it. You have to wait for the next batch. Mm -hmm. These aren't necessarily like mass produced. Right. So it's kind of like a limited edition thing, which also makes it a little bit more fun. Um, I think you can do it if you 
get on their site at the right time. You can customize your box depending on which cookies they have available. Mm. I just did, because this is my first experience with them, I just did a random assortment. So I didn't pick my flavors. I just said, okay, give me 10 random flavors. And they sent me a box of 10 random flavors. But they do have some more experimental ones. They've got like uh, one with Oreos into it, like baked into it. So it's like Mm. a cookies and cream cookie. A gooey it's Oreo, yeah. A gooey <laughs> <laughs> cookie. Um, they have like a brookie, ver- a brookie version. There's one they call like yin and yang. So it's a chocolate cookie with a chocolate chip cookie. And it's kind of like marbled looking. Mm-hmm. Um, if you check them out on Instagram, you'll be able to see all these flavors and more. It's my cookie dealer. And again, I'll leave this in the show notes and if you go to Instagram, I'll tag them as well. So yes, uh, if you're interested, my cookie dealer on Instagram. Okay, I'll post something too. I took a picture. I try to take pictures of it at every stage, but uh, baking f- it and opening the gooey. Well, middle. in the package because you can see their sort of goofy uh, logo. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like this bling bling guy <laughs> in the corner. Well, it's uh, yeah. Obviously, it's a play on like a drug dealer. Yes, cookies, thank you. So. Oh, now I get it. Thank you very much. You're um, welcome. Good. So do you have anything else lined up or do you like keep track of these different, there's a ton of this kind of stuff happening right now, right? Like all mm-hmm. this like specialized, there's another one in New York. Ah, I forget what it's called. This one was actually out of New York too. Yeah. There's a bunch right now where you can, you can get it. Um, there is another one that I wanted to try. I don't remember Levain if I sent it to you. Or something like, oh, I can't remember. Anyway, they look kind of similar, like these very tall mounded mm-hmm. cookies that are just packed full of something. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I love the gimmick part of these cookies and stuff. I mean, it could go either way where like it's too gimmicky. Like when we tried the Chips Ahoy Sour Patch Kids, yeah, that's like right, right, right. that would be a gimmick too far. Um, but it's but kind of would... interesting. It, it's that stuff is interesting though. I do like. That oh stuff. yeah, I won't I buy it again. The craziness. Of yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they do have. Speaking of gimmicks. This is a new thing at Krispy Kreme. And I was debating whether or not this Sunday should be the Krispy Kreme or the cookies. But the timing of this, like I just got the cookies and I didn't want to wait on it too long. Um, So I did that. But they have these mini Krispy Kremes now that are like they take a traditional dessert and turn it into a mini Krispy Kreme donut. So they already have (laughs) minis and there's like a handful of different flavors. But now they have, I think it's, a lemon bar. Mm-hmm. They have a strawberry shortcake or tr- strawberry cheesecake or shortcake. I don't remember. Cheesecake, I think. Um, yeah. 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 And then there's a birthday cake. Yes. And I think like a chocolate chip cookie dough mm-hmm. or something like that. So there's four new flavors. All about the birthday cake. And they already have a birthday cake. Right. Flavor, right? Yeah, yeah. But I think the tr- like the normal size birthday cake one is a f- filled. Filled. Yeah. It's a so cake it's batter. Like, Film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's a little intense. I'm not. This one super... has sprinkles, so I like it because it has right. sprinkles. So yeah. And the fact that they're mini, like they're pretty small. Have you had the the mini Krispy Kremes? Uh, I don't think it's like I maybe a so. third of the size of a regular one. So you eat six of them instead of one. Oh and, no, yeah, you yeah. eat like twenty and instead of one because yeah. it's the problem like because they're so small you can eat it in one bite like well no I, problem so the regular glazed i could eat a dozen <laughs> but for these <laughs> minis i like it because these 
the flavored ones, especially from Krispy Kreme, are so sweet mm-hmm. um, that it's nice just to have a smaller version of it. And then you can just kind of not feel so bad about it. Because like, like sometimes you get halfway through those and you're like, ah, that's good. I'm good. It's not that <laughs> yeah. it's bad. It's just very sweet. It starts yeah, hurting yeah. like the back of your jaw there. So, um, see, I'm just I getting old. You, I'm getting next. You, <laughs> next week, I'll be s- reviewing Lorna Dunes. On <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw this, but they they offer this, and I don't know if this is a limited thing or not, but it's kind of cute. They have a box that just fits four mm-hmm. mini donuts, so you can go and just get the four pack of these new dessert donuts instead of having to get like a dozen or something. So it's it's cute, like it's specifically designed to hold just four mini donuts. Right, right. Did you grow up with Krispy Kreme? I because we didn't. No, I didn't get it until so that's why much I'm later. so like into it. Um, I mean, it probably was when I was like 12 or 13. So not like old, but not super young. So I didn't necessarily grow up with it. Mm. But yeah, it was a little bit later. And I remember in high school, like driving when I could first drive, like, and you don't know, you can't really go anywhere. So the trips that I would do would like be going to Krispy Kreme with my friends to get unreasonable amount of donuts. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it, I was an adult when it came to my part of California, and uh, mm-hmm. it was ridiculous because there'd be like one in the greater area, and it'd be like car lineup forever, like mm-hmm. hours in line for Krispy Kreme. So it was always kind of started that way, and then they of course expanded, so now it's less of a thing. But right. it's, it's just like with In and Out, how In and Out goes crazy wherever they pop up and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and the like sidecar too. I mean. I've gone maybe three, two or three times during the pandemic, and like, there's always a line. Yeah, yeah. It's well, crazy. S- sidecar just—it's so limited and it's so time sensitive too. Well, th- like, yeah, and they do uh, daily batches, so they right, will just right. once they sell out for the day, that's it. Um, so, did you hear anything from Sidecar about their? No, so I know. I don't, th- I don't think Squared Co is cool enough to get the the influencer partnership so <laughs> you're gonna have to apply from your account to get I don't, it <laughs> don't you think how do you feel about stuff like that like i mean i think it's cool like if they gave me a sidecar t-shirt i'd be like woohoo but um <laughs> like so i don't I, know I feel this. obligated then to be like i love it you know and i do love it but if i hated something right, they right. came out with then i'd feel like well let's not talk about it well another thing too i don't know the specifics so if you're actually going to participate with this thing i would imagine there's some form of a contract that's like we're going to because they say like we're if you get accepted you're going to get like a gift card i don't know how much was on it Mm -hmm. and like so many other things so i would imagine that on there and they would need something in return so whether that's a number of posts or videos or something yeah and i don't know if you want to keep doing that, you probably will have to be positive. So, mm. yeah. I it's mean, a, yeah, 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 yeah. I would love to ha- like be able to partner with a brand or something that I really do like, as opposed to just getting money and then being forced to say something that may or may not be true about so, how you feel. Let's talk about this a little bit if we have time. Sure. Uh, so influencers in general, I know that this is a thing. Everybody knows that this is a thing. Parents right. at this point understand, you know, maybe not specifically, but just, uh, you know, what a, what an influencer does. How do you feel about it? Do you, I, I finding, here's my point. I'm finding the fact that they are influencers is starting to 
make me less likely to listen to what they're saying. Mm-hmm. It might it might bring it to my attention, and maybe that's the whole point, right? So good mm-hmm. or bad, you've now seen this thing because you follow this crazy kid who shows you everything. But um, you know, so a lot of times they send you stuff. Uh, and mm. then I just, in, even in the rare cases that I've had it, I've never had anyone send me a requirement, um, mm-hmm. but they have said like, uh, you, you need to say that we gave this to you for free. You can't pretend like you bought it or, or anything like that. Um, so it's just little things like that. Um, but do you feel that that's a, um, <laughs> like, a like that works or do you think it's sort of like, Eh. Like, so, I would rather give it to someone who, like, isn't known for just constantly doing commercials for things, right. you know, and that they, oh, this is a guy who eats a lot of junk food or something, so let's give it to him, as opposed to going to this other person who just has a million followers and and just, you know that they're getting the stuff for free, so mm-hmm. they're going to be kind of biased towards the thing. I don't know. How do you feel about that? So, okay, there's a couple different thoughts I have here. So... I've said this a million times. I am super into sneakers. I f- follow this um, channel and community called Wear Testers. He'll do a lot of unboxing and videos about different shoes that are coming out and review yeah, them. Right. He's very, very honest. He does get sent a lot of free stuff. And the one thing that I really like and respect him, he will kind of talk trash if it's a bad shoe. And he still continues to get the free stuff, even right. from brands that he doesn't right like hasn't given so because of that i really respect his opinion now you know a shoe that i like he may not like i get it but because he's so transparent i definitely respect his opinion and you can tell that when he says something's good he means it and when he says something's bad he means it that's a that's an ideal situation i think but if he got something else where he's like the new shave kit is out and let me tell you (laughs) it's the closest shave i've ever Uh, then you start feeling like well well there's so there's and then on top of that he does have like paid sponsors so it'll be like you know, right, a small right, right. clothing brand or like a local shop and it'll say something like, oh, it's brought to go you. in and you say where tester sent you for 10% off, whatever. So like you can see there's a pretty clear line as to when it's a sponsored ad right, 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 versus right. an opinion. So That's but again, like yeah. everything he this guy does and says, I definitely respect. The other side, which is like more or less just Instagram-based influencers, mm-hmm. And this, I don't think this is, we fall into this category. No. But, no, no, no. <laughs> Let me finish. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> Gooey. The, the um, <laughs> it's very, it's similar, and I'm not, I'm sure you're aware of this. It's similar to like getting a celebrity to be uh, a part of like a Nissan car campaign. Okay. Right? So, the younger generation grew up with influencers, grew up with YouTube videos and YouTube personalities. So to younger kids, these influencers are celebrities in their minds, right? right? So right. if you're, we were talking about basketball stars before, if Michael Jordan is in a Gatorade commercial and you're a huge Michael Jordan fan, you're going to drink Gatorade over Powerade, right? I think it's a similar thing with these influencers, not necessarily for us, but they're going to hit the younger target demographic in a different way where just because they're a fan of this YouTube personality or this Instagram influencer, if they say buy it, these younger kids are going to buy it. There's definitely like a line where, 
you know, you might see through that, but I think it's more for the masses that are just kind of blanket fans of these individuals. I mean, I, there's no doubt in my mind that there's an effectiveness to it. I know that people are just randomly doing this and hoping for the best. There is some turnaround. I I have a lot of friends that work, uh, in the industry. (laughs) So like on the, as an influencer or the other side, the other side of it where they're looking for influencers. So they're like doing a seating package or something. Right, right, right. And Mm. I don't, I obviously am not going to be specific about it, but it's amazing these people are very demanding <laughs> about what they want well, that's, it's in like, return what, for the thing, you know? So right. it's not so just like, s- here's the free thing. It's like this whole, well, what else, you know? So I could see that going back to what I was saying about the celebrity thing. If they have grown up kind of on a pedestal and are getting all this stuff, it's like a celebrity writer, right? Yeah. If you like, oh, I'll go do the speaking engagement, but I expect these dozen items. Mm-hmm. Um, so there it's a similar thing where, you know, personally, I don't know. I think I fall like a similar stance as to what you were saying. I don't really respond to it mm-hmm. necessarily. I understand it and maybe <laughs> to a certain degree, like kind of respect that they're able to do this. Oh, of course. Of course. It's definitely, it, it sucks to say, it, but like. We're probably too old to really understand I, no, this whole thing. <laughs> I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. Um, uh, but it's just like it's just like anything now. I, I, and I feel like in some cases it's it does it does move on, right? So it's like, well, Instagram is is great and it's sort of a mainstay. Uh, it's it's like things start transitioning. So now, like Facebook used to be the biggest thing ever. Now it's your mom's form of social media. It's your grandma's form of social media. So it's like, oh no, now it's Instagram. It's basically mm-hmm. the same thing. And so now it's TikTok, right? And so mm-hmm. then even TikTok is starting to feel a little like everybody knows what TikTok is. Um, right. And so then I'm sure it'll probably transition into whatever the next, the next well, thing what, is. Instagram's been amazing where, you know, you're saying all these other forms of social media kind of phase out. They've been really good at just stealing what the new thing is and absorbing it into what Instagram has to offer. So Mm -hmm. originally, you know, it was just square images. Right. Then they updated it and you could do like multiple sizes of images. Then what was it? Snapchat got popular where you could do the limited videos. So then stories was a thing. Right. And then you could post up to minute long videos. Now you can do basically a YouTube video on your Instagram. You can do Instagram live. So like anytime there's another threat to social media or Instagram, they've been able to kind of maneuver and do what that new thing is. And then that new thing more or less dies. So it's now like everyone's just uh, auditioning for Instagram. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like here, look at our new technology. You know, why don't you buy it from us? Although I will say before, like when Instagram, basically this is all Facebook, right? Instead of Facebook saying, well, let's do a, you know, a simpler version of Facebook. They said, let's just buy Instagram. Uh, you know what I mean? So like, but now yeah. they're, instead of doing that, they're just developing the technology, it seems on their own, like mm-hmm. shamelessly, right? Like we're not even pretending this is something different than that thing. This is that thing here. You can do that here. Right. Um, so yeah, it's just funny that I think cause Instagram is, has been good about sort of staying in the middle 
Um, and so it's like, well, it's all here. Why don't we just keep it all here? You know, because it doesn't mm. like when Instagram starts stories, it doesn't get as buzzy as some of these other things. You know, it doesn't reach that height of like, right. oh, my gosh, everyone's doing this. But there it is. So now I'm just going to use this instead of instead of over here. So then these things sort of disappear. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I don't know. Back to the influencer thing. It just feels to me like I'm like, gosh, you like, you know, this person's getting paid or, you know, sent stuff to do it. It right, just feels right. so insincere. Like, I don't know. I, I think it's a. It's a funny, it's a funny the, thing, but the, not to like put anybody, shame anybody, but no, like, no, you can tell when it's just like, you know, an Instagram model and they're reading a script like terribly. I feel so bad because it's like, oh my God, it's, it's not that they're, they're trying really hard to sound sincere, but it's so obvious that they're reading a script and it's like, to me, it's doing a disservice to the product because it's like. This feels so forced. It yeah. seems disgen- disingenuous and like yeah. yeah it's, Saturday Night Live did a great thing oh on. Did you see that they did it on Weekend so. Update where they brought this girl on and she's totally like, I'm an Instagram <laughs> influencer, you know, and she's like, Oh yeah, did you yeah, see yeah, that? Yeah, it was great. Yeah. That was fantastic. I thought that's exactly <laughs> how it is, and she's doing like car insurance or something like that, right? On top of it, um, I thought that was great. So to me, that's exactly how I feel about it. Like it comes across so like insincere or something forced yeah Yeah. like i agree there there are people who can pull it off well and to say look they sent me this thing let's talk about this thing and then it's kind of interesting but the other way i don't know Well, the difficult thing is so like let's say we are trying to become influencers and get sent either get paid to review things or get sent free stuff like it would be very difficult to especially like starting off be completely honest and transparent because yes, you just you want the fear. Yeah. That they're just like, Oh, you talked bad about our product, even though it was a sincere review, you're going to be put on their like, do not send list or whatever. So yeah, it's a weird yeah. line that you've got to either build the following that you can sell to the brands and say like, look, I've got a million followers or a million subscribers. That's valuable to you. So if you send me something, I'm, Basically, they have pulled all the cards because of this following that they've built. I think I like it when it's just like like the shoe guy you're saying. Like it's very specific. Mm-hmm. Then it makes more sense, you know. But I get that that doesn't reach a wider audience. You're just hitting your kind of right. same audience. So I mean, I, I get the basic advertising aspect of it across the board. It's just funny to me because, you know, I think everybody feels like, oh, I'm not persuaded by that kind of stuff. It's other people that are persuaded by that kind of stuff, <laughs> you know. But I think, like like I was saying, the main thing is that it got in front of your eyes. You know, the likelihood with the algorithm that this thing is going to pop up is, is higher because of just their mm-hmm. interaction with their things. And then you see that this, like, nine-year-old has four million followers and you're like, what the <laughs> hell? He's not doing anything. <laughs> oh, man. There is one, there's a kid, he's super cute, but like he's got 900,000 followers and it's just the mom like following him around doing cute baby stuff all day. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah. can't, re- and they get sent all this, like Netflix will send them a, a whole giant box with like a projector to watch yeah, this thing. Yeah. It's like just this package is probably a thousand dollars and I, I feel sorry for those three year old child. Those kids are like, that's, that's tough. I mean, I get, it's one of those, like, it's a burst of things. Cause this thing is not, I've even followed some, like this cute kids will come on. Oh, that's so cute. Like what a cute kid. Um, mm-hmm. But it's rare that it goes beyond that. 
initial video because the the, the minute they're aware right. that people are watching them, the whole thing just changes and totally, you know, you're just like, ah, unfollow. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, that's, it must be so weird to grow up with this as a possibility. I'm, I'm so glad I did not grow up uh, in this Bef- era. Before we move on from this topic, I have one question for you. Is there, and you don't have to name names necessarily, but mm. is there like an individual or a brand that like, if they said this is a thing you should get, it would be an effective tool like this. Uh, I don't know. If someone would, would I say, be motivated to buy something you're saying? If, yeah. Uh, uh, to me, it's like what you said with the shoe guy. It, it's not that they get it for free. That's fine. But if they right. are willing to, and you can kind of sense this out, I think like, you oh, can yeah. tell it's if they're being obvious. sincere or if they're just yes. like, you know, and, and it's not that they always have to be critical because if someone's always negative, then I don't like that either. But mm-hmm. if you get a sense that they're like, oh, you know, this isn't as good as this shoe, but it looks great, you know, like then I feel like they're sort of weighing it. It's like when you read Amazon reviews, like you're not going to read oh, one yeah. review and be like, oh, this is it. But That's if you start <laughs> seeing repetition of that, everyone saying this thing breaks in a week, then you're like, okay. There's probably a bigger problem here. Right, right. I think that's how I tend to look at at these things. But again, if it's just some random person that's just, you know, this week they're talking about, like, us cookies, and then next week they're talking about life insurance, I might find it a little <laughs> hard to, you know, say that, okay, this is all on the same level. But um, right. I don't know. I don't know how much. I don't, again, it's more of an awareness thing for me, like, Oh, I, I see this now and I'm going to go research it. Not so much like I'm going to buy it because this person, you know, mm. told me to buy this thing. So, um, mm. yeah, I don't know. What about you? Is there the shoes? But that's just to see it, right? Because you could, they could give it a glowing review and it's not like you're going to buy it just because of the review. Uh, right. I mean, it, it depends. But I think yeah. there, I agree with what you're saying. Like you can, I don't want to say easily tell if someone's being sincere, but you can more or less tell when somebody's giving an honest review versus just saying a positive thing because they got sent something for free or are getting paid to. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that makes a huge difference right there. But I mean, it, it also, it depends on what the thing is. So right, right, exactly. I might get persuaded to check something out, but I'm, I don't think I've ever per- made a purchase solely on somebody's review or the fact that they're showing this thing. Um, the, the thing now too is that there's so much out there it's all equal you know what i mean it yeah. kind of like everything cancels itself out um so you really just kind of have to go with your gut and stuff and just hope for the best <laughs> <laughs> do you think um which do you think is better so obviously this depends on like a actual numbers like how many are available do you like uh show up like that and try to get in the store and get it or do you like would you prefer a random thing so like say there's 10 of these things right nobody's gonna get this thing is it better to say like okay first 10 in the store whatever that may be you get it Uh, everybody else tough luck or would you prefer like we put everybody's name in a drawing and then we'll draw 10 people and you get to buy it so it depends. I, so I'll try and speak to this like from the business side and, you know, as a collector. So I think there are some instances where first come, first serve would work. So if you have like a physical shop, you know, and you're trying to get people into your shop, the first come, first serve is a good method. Well, um, yeah, of course. A more so as like a consumer, the the drawing would is by far the like 
preferred method. So some so, people get frustrated because they can't do anything. You know, like some people be like, I'll get there 10 hours before and line up overnight. Um, you know, they like that part of it because they're like, they just have right. to do the I mean, thing I think that's that fun get. and I would pre- like, I would enjoy doing that too. But Ugh. the way things are now, um, especially, well, it's just yeah. not practical. So um, I know that there are some brands that will say like, okay, we have a 15 minute window for your entries of all like do these steps and you are entered to win this item Mm -hmm. then so let's say they get like 500 entries within the 15 minutes they'll draw to get the however many winners there are so Mm. i mean that's a common thing it could be an hour it could be a day but that's yeah i know that's how they do it on the sneakers app Mm -hmm. they'll it's like a five to ten minute window so if you try and purchase a a sneaker within this time frame you get put into some sort of a lottery system and then within a few minutes because it's all like an ai uh, program they'll let you know if you got the shoes or not yeah yeah to me i feel like that's uh, in some ways that's the better like because everyone starts crying about like that's the most fair way i think people Um, like like oh the site went down or it's frozen or like um you know there's that whole gray area for each different website where it's like well if it's in your cart it doesn't mean that you bought it you have to immediately hit like purchase and start that Mm -hmm. process otherwise it'll be snagged from your cart um and said or you can just be like big huge companies where you're just like yeah tough luck we (laughs) we sold them all so tough luck you know sorry Uh, well i think so i like the window of like and then going into a lottery it still gives you a time frame. So if you mm-hmm. say it's going to go up for sale this day or the lottery is going to start this this time, you still have to get up or, and go do an action. Right. And then right, within right. that, so it's still like you're still participating and doing something as opposed to just showing up or whatever. I don't know. I, so I, to I, me, I, that's the most fair way. I get why it's frustrating. Like, yeah. so when we were doing the sneaker, we were doing one of the sneaker ones. I, don't, I think it was for the cereal ones when the kicks yeah, one came out. Kicks. I really wanted those. So I, I was new to the app and I had, you know, it's just an app on your phone like everything else. But again, each app has their own sort of quirky things, right? Right. So I went into that sneaker app and then I was a do it and I got it. It's in my, you know, my I put it into cart. the cart, mm-hmm. go to check out. It's like, you need to log in. I'm like, what? <laughs> like I thought I was lo- <laughs> So then I had to go run and find my password. Right. That I did. By the time you did it, it was and all it's like sold It was gone or- and just, I, so that kind of stuff, I see why that's frustrating, but still it's kind of like, part of the part yeah, of the it's game all part of, of the game for yeah. sure anyway i just so, thought that was an interesting thing another thing um like product wise i wanted to talk about you know i've got a couple of these arcade units in the house yep, yep. so they're like it's a reproduction of an old arcade unit at a smaller size so mm-hmm. the cool thing about this you know a lot of people growing up in the 80s and 90s grew up going to the arcades and that was like a big part of their childhood and if you did that i'm sure at some point, you always thought it'd be cool to have an arcade. Arcade 1UP is doing officially licensed recreations of a lot of these classic arcade games. So I have the a Ninja Turtles one, Street Fighter, um, but they constantly are coming out with new mm-hmm. units. And the best part of it, they're extremely affordable. So you're getting a functional arcade cabinet for like two to $300. If you were to get the full-size one, and another good thing, like... I could pick this up on my own. They're extremely light. 
Uh, a lot of it, use, it reuses original artwork from the arcade units in the 80s and 90s. So that's another cool factor. Um, but they, I don't know if you saw this, they just announced a really cool arcade unit that they're coming out with. Dragon's Lair 1 and 2 and Space Ace are all going to be in the same cabinet. So you buy this one arcade unit and you get all three of these games. I know you're familiar with this. This was like revolutionary game because it's essentially a fully animated movie mm -hmm. built into a, a video game. So you're getting extremely high quality artwork. It's, I mean, it might be dated now. This was in the 80s. But it was a Don Bluth did the animation or he like directed mm -hmm. the animation for this. But I, I'm like at the point now where I'm getting these things. And part of the fun with playing arcade games is like because you have to keep putting quarters in, you want to play like as best as you can. So you're not you either have like a limited amount of money or you don't want to spend all your money. But now having one in your house you don't have to put put quarters in, so it affects the gameplay in a way that like I didn't really think about before I bought them. But I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence for this one because it's such a cool game, and I've never really it's seen it played out all the a way. Terrible game. It's a beautiful <laughs> looking thing, and I'm glad right. they like they've released the like a DVD of the, like the just you can the just whole watch it. thing, and yeah. that's really what I wanted to see. Because um, there's some really nice character designs in there, but um, the game itself is just so painful, um, and it's so just—it's all timing, right? Right. It so it's basically telling you what to do at every like jump. Right. Now so it's like yeah, and you have to time it exactly. So it's like go up, down, left, or right at the exact right moment, or jump at the right moment, or attack, or whatever. So it's very—you have to memorize which direction you go to. Yes. And time it so. So to me, I'm like, nope, no, thank you. Um, I remember playing the, the game and getting, like putting a quarter in and then just dying at the first decision. I'm yep. like, what the, that's I it? <laughs> like the, the swinging axe at the door. Like, you can't get But that. I was so <laughs> attracted to the game because, you know, even now, like you really, you know, graphics are way better than they were. Yeah. But this is just such a different experience because it is so pretty and like, Yep. I love cartoons and animation. There really is nothing that has ever been produced like this. Well, yeah, no, especially for the time. But uh, I remember mm -hmm. this was back when, you know, we'd go to the mall arcade. It was called Time Zone <laughs> at the time. Uh, it was the first game that they put in there. It was a big deal. And they put a second monitor above it so that you could watch oh, everybody could the gameplay. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That was one of the first things that, uh, some, that carried Sometimes out. that was more fun, especially if you were bad at the game and seeing somebody good, you know, play it, um, especially something like that where it is oh, so yeah. visual. You just want to watch it. The, right. But that also guaranteed that I would not play. I did not want anyone watching me <laughs> horribly play this game. And yeah, terrible. Uh, I remember there was like hometown heroes that like, oh, that's the guy who's really good at Mortal Kombat. He knows all the combos and fatalities or whatever. So like you, there would always be crowds around certain players of the game. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean, that was the fun of like going to like anywhere that had games. I mean, there was Chuck E. Cheese, of mm. course, but like you'd go to like the little local pizza place and there's a little like two games right. and a pinball machine. Right. And that was so mm -hmm. exciting. And you're just asking for quarters <laughs> constantly. And uh, yeah, kind of the specialness of that is gone now. Who cares? The the other uh, game that they announced, and you probably don't have, don't care about this, but a 
a huge title in the 90s was the X-Men arcade game. Mm. And this one was super cool at the time. It was a huge cabinet, like enormous, maybe two or three times the size of a standard one. It had six players on it. So oh my just, God. just housing six joysticks and individual buttons took up a lot of real estate. And then um, the screen, it was three monitors that like went together inside of the units. This thing was massive, mm -hmm. um, but it's they announced that they are releasing this on Arcade 1-Up as well. So, I mean, just the nostalgia in this is like, I don't know, pulling at my my wallet strings yeah. here i've always said i'm so glad i'm not into video games because it's a, such a time suck and a money oh suck my god I it just is can't. super expensive even so like you know the the home consoles now like xbox whatever they're on and playstation 5 or whatever like just to get those is super expensive and now yeah. games are like 60 70 bucks just yep. for one when i was growing up is like 15 20 for a, a nintendo cartridge Right, um, but look how shitty it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I yeah, I get it. So, all right, let's move on to what we watched. I know you said you watched a lot of things, a lot of stuff. Uh, um, let's, so let's end the one that we I okay. know we both watched together. And Wandavision. Well, we'll that's a little we'll sneak peek. Yeah, we'll end with Wandavision. Okay. Uh, let's see. I watched my octopus teacher on netflix great great documentary oh man i you know Love i've heard a lot about that i saw the thing it's like too too weird for me this weird. guy essentially falls in love with an octopus could not get behind it, <laughs> it did you watch the whole thing no but it's so oh. creepy <laughs> what are you talking about it's beautiful he falls in love with an octopus he that's weird fall in love with an octopus <laughs> yes, he does. that sounds so that is such a terrible review of this. This is a beautifully <laughs> shot documentary, very small scale of it, but that's what's what makes it neat. And the fact that they captured all this footage is uh, is just amazing. Like um, to to get the life cycle of this octopus and everything, it's just fantastic. Uh, very emotional, I thought. I don't know what your <laughs> go back to your arcade cabinets. Uh, I watched <laughs> I watched season one of Servant on Apple TV. That's the M Night Shyamalan Shyamalan. Oh, I was gonna say um, I never heard of this one, but I don't have Apple TV. Uh, Is it any good? It's creepy. It's one of those things where it's like super creepy and it's a sustained sort of mood, but I find I don't care about any of the characters. So it's So like, this is a series. Yeah, it's like a horror Does, series, kind of Rosemary's baby feeling to mm, it. And you don't really I know, know that M. Night Shyamalan, his whole deal is like the twist ending. With a series, do you get that in it? Yes. Like that sort it, of twisty, unexpected... So it's like all these other shows right now where the it, there's a twist, but the whole series is just exploring the twist, you know? So mm. the twist is sort of explained early on, but then you kind of don't, mm. you don't understand what's Fully happening. Fully understand what it is. Yeah. And so you're watching it because you're like, well, what the heck? And so it kind of makes you watch for that, but it's a lot of just like mood setting and like creepiness. So it's... Like in a movie, it's fine because you get through it pretty quickly. But in this case, it's like, okay, hurry up. Like, let's just get, <laughs> let's get to this and let's get to the, the story. So it's very good at maintaining that, that eeriness. But um, the core story is sort of interesting. But again, I, I don't know when you build up too much to what's going to happen. Sometimes you're like, yeah, that was it. So I don't know that right. I'd recommend it. Season two just premiered Friday, I think. So we'll see it. It's starting to get a little preposterous. You know, where you start thinking like, <laughs> 
I don't think people would react that way or you know what I mean right. like, where you're like wouldn't you go to the police instantly and <laughs> you know so when it starts when you start questioning things like that you start falling off right like well that's right. just dumb um and then one last thing I watched actually last night was the part one of the uh, Tiger Woods documentary oh I'm uh, interested in that too I, I listened yeah, to yeah. the the podcast that they was basically his life up until like 2019 um mm-hmm. so I'm interested to see like the parallels and maybe a deeper dive into his story through this documentary. Yeah. I mean, it's something like this. It's certainly neat because there is so much footage. Uh, it's certainly neat to, to watch it. I mean, he's uh, an incredible athlete, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, and that part is not questionable. It's just so, um, it's so kind of queasy to go so deep into their personal life. Like, I mean, I get it, right? Like, with like great, voyeuristically. Well, I mean, with great fame like that, of course, people aren't going to, be satisfied just watching you golf. They're going to want to know absolutely everything and they become public figures. And so, mm-hmm. um, but to see, like, j- just think if like the smallest part of your personal life were to be like exploded like that, <laughs> you know, and like you turn on ESPN and you see people discussing your relationship with your father. Oh, <laughs> it's just so, so strange and how you have to be okay. Like they're probably 90% wrong. Um, mm. And you have to be just okay with that happening. And and then you just see these like old friends and they're talking about him and you think, well, that's, that's nice that he had this friend. But then you're like, well, why is this friend talking to this, <laughs> you know, did something happen along the way? And now they're not friends. Right. So they want to talk and they talk to his first girlfriend and she reads a letter <laughs> and they show a letter from when he was like, I don't know, 19 oh, or something, or maybe he was even younger than that. But well, so, the interesting thing about him, he up until like the, the the incident with his car and the golf, his wife hitting the car with the golf clubs and stuff. Right. He was extremely private and like he was extremely famous, but low key. Like him to the press had like very calculated, it seemed, answers and like was pretty reserved because he wanted to maintain. Uh, I wouldn't say like a like any sort of mystery, but like just privacy, I right, guess. So right, right. it's interesting to see somebody that famous able to kind of keep it under wraps. I mean, he's still a celebrity. Well, he had such a, much, but he had such a good boy image at the beginning. And I right. think everyone was eager to either tear uh, it down, tear it down or to yeah. overly pump it up so that it made mm-hmm. the eventual normalcy of him seem like shocking, right? Like right. Um, if this were a rock star, we wouldn't care, right? No. <laughs> like we'd just be like, yeah, that's what rock stars do. But he had yep. this sort of golden boy thing and just with the race issue being mm-hmm. played into the sport, like there were so many dimensions of it that it couldn't help but be it. Now the, the dad was the real interesting character here, I think, for better mm-hmm. or for worse. Um, but I don't know, like... So did you listen to the whole documentary, the podcast? I listened to the entire podcast. I haven't started the right, right, right. Was HBO Max. Yeah, series, it's on HBO. HBO. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it does make me want to watch the Jordan one, too, because like, you know, like I don't care about well, golf, but this is interesting s- enough because it's so high that, profile. I don't know if you'd be into the Jordan one because that one is very basketball heavy. Like they do go into personal stuff and like the decisions around specific games and like kind of the drama behind the scenes, but it was a lot of basketball. So if you, I don't know. I mean, it still would be interesting, but it's it's 
more heavy on the basketball side than like personal stuff. I just hope they really focus on Space Jam. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> they do have an episode about that. Which, oh, really? I mean, interesting. it's interesting. So uh, speaking of like celebrity writers and stuff, part of the Space Jam thing, like they built a gym around where it was they were filming. Mm-hmm. So like they built a court for him to play on and it turned into this like pickup games uh, for other celeb, not well, like other yeah. NBA players to come. So like that's how they actually got. They picked the five players to be in the movie. So yeah. it was Charles Barkley, Muggsy Bogues. Um, ooh, I think it was Larry Johnson who we talked about last week. Yep, yep, and the big um, white guy, Sean Sean Bradley is the big white guy, and Patrick Ewing. So those were the five, and I guess it was more or less like a tryout these pickup games. I don't know if it was intentional, but they mentioned that in the documentary that that's kind of what these games turned into. Like they'd swing by to see Michael Jordan on the set of the cartoon. I don't remember if there was either an NBA strike. So people, players were eager to play like competitively with, you know, talented players or it was like off season. I think it was during a strike. So like they didn't have it was literally like because obviously Michael Jordan was the best player in the 90s. He had like all of the best players come and like it was known for these like epic pickup games. Was he um, what was he doing at the time of the movie? Do you remember? Was he baseball really during the time? They mentioned it in the movie. Yeah. In the movie, it's like the movie kind of. Yeah. Like tells the story of a transitional period between Mm -hmm. him going to baseball. So he really came back to basketball because of the Looney Tunes. Um, It's it's actually a documentary. (laughs) It is. It is. This is what happened about this. I think it was like right after. So I think. Before, what what team did he come? Wizards? Is that what he came back for? Didn't he? No, he went. So he was. He actually retired three times yeah yeah yeah. so he retired in the early mid 90s to go play baseball from the right. bulls he can't he came back to the bulls then he retired from the bulls in like 99 98 or 99 and then early 2000s he went to play for the wizards what was so then space jam was like what 93 four, four three or four okay yeah so or was it i think 94 give or take yeah um, I was so working he, at the Warner Brothers store at the time. It was just this oh, so you had all this onslaught of stuff. There. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy, um, interesting. Uh, so yeah, watch the Tiger documentary. I don't know how many parts this is going to be. Uh, they cover quite a bit in this first. How episode. long was the uh, hour and a half for this first? Oh, wow. One. So I don't know if it's like subsequent smaller episodes or if it's just mm. like two parts or something because they really cover right. his whole like. It's like his rise in this one, mm-hmm. um, and then. There, it looks like they're going to start going into the more controversial stuff, which is a little uncomfortable. But of course, I'm going to watch. So we'll see. Like I, I, was, do, I really don't know anything about Tiger Woods. I mean, I know of him as a celebrity, mm-hmm. um, but I, I didn't know a whole lot about his uh, personal life. And, and yeah, I was the that. same um, going into that podcast. But it was a really interesting listen. So, what's the podcast? I remember. I remember this podcast they were heavily like advertising all it on one of them. american something yeah give me one yeah. second and i could look it up it's in i like favorited it in my podcast app what podcast app do you use stitcher all it's just called all american all american okay. so the uh, the idea of this podcast they're going to have seasons and every season they're going to focus on 
Sports? I think a sports figure, but yeah. it could be because one of the co-hosts is like a former writer or maybe editor for Sports Illustrated. So it makes sense to keep it sport related. But um, the podcast is called All American. And so far, they only have one season about Tiger Woods. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was entertaining enough. It's a little long. So if you're really not that interested, it might it might feel a lot. But they do pretty much pack it in considering the amount of time they're covering in this hour, hour and a half. It's pretty big, but right. then the next episode might be the thing people are most interested in, in hearing about. So we'll see. I uh, talked a little bit last week about the, um, the Marvel documentary I watched. So yes, it was Marvel, Marvel 616. Yes. I looked it up Disney. too. Yeah. Right. Right. That makes, that makes more sense. All right. Anything else you watched before we get on to WandaVision? Uh, let's just get into WandaVision. Okay. So here, let me preface this by saying I don't. <laughs> I dropped off the Marvel films very early. Uh, mm -hmm. These characters did not pop up, I don't think, in, what, in the ones that I watched, actually. So I have no context. I don't know these characters from the uh, comic books. Um, and that's so I'll it. Do, well, so before we jump into this, I'll do my best to do like a quick like, oh. talk about the, the characters here. So I know... Uh, they have another Marvel thing, Marvel Legends on, did you watch that? No. On Disney Plus? So you should have done that. It's basically, they're going to take every character and do like a five to ten minute catch up as to like their, about their character, their origin, their whereabouts. Uh, where they up came until from. Now. So where they, they okay. I'm sure this is no coincidence. They started with Wanda and Vision. So the first two episodes are like five-ish minutes. Is it? Show. From the cinematic universe specifically, as opposed right. to the comic books, so it's just the movies. Okay, so they're okay. like they're playing a like a a curated selection of scenes, telling like a loose story as to you know Who what they've gone are. through yeah. and where they are. Ah. Um, so the interesting thing about <laughs> they, so they both I think debuted in the uh, Avengers Two: Age of Ultron. Mm -hmm. The funny thing with and you know they there's a lot of internet shit talking about this fact but she is supposed to be from a fictional country called sokovia okay. and she has like a fake russian-ish accent in her first movie and as each movie it like slowly goes away so now it's just what you saw in wandavision where it's like wow. totally normal accent so like in the first uh, the Ultron? But they don't they don't mention it at all. She's so just more like I'm going to kill Moose and Squirrel yes. and yeah. Oh, yes. interesting. And interesting. then it's like I think the next one she comes in is like uh one of the Captain Americas mm. and then it's like gone by the the newer Avengers yeah, movies. She, she acclimated. She yeah, she fully <laughs> <laughs> So that's an interesting little tidbit. Um Vision so this you probably you need to know this going into it. Vision is actually dead. So what you are seeing is we should be questioning why is he existing in this weird TV world. So he did he die in the snap thing or <laughs> no? He so the thing in his forehead gives him his power. It's yeah. one of the Infinity Stones. It's the Mind Stone, the yellow one. Okay. Uh, Thanos, in order to do the snap, he needed to take that stone from Vision. So ah. he basically crushed his head to get the vision, the stone, and in doing so, killed Vision. And that was that's how he ended in the cinematic universe. Right. So, so he then, died there, okay, okay. and then the snap happened. But he died before the snap, so he couldn't get brought back. Ah, uh, made it all the way theory. to the snap. Yeah. 
Um, great. That's great. <laughs> so uh, one more thing. Vision is uh, like an amalgamation of Tony Stark, Bruce Banner, who is Hulk, um, and Jarvis, who is in Iron Man's suit. That's the like the AI that talks to him. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Ultron. So it's these four characters kind of put together that created vision. You mean they worked together to make right. So Tony Stark and Bruce Banner were working on an artificial intelligence Mm. that created Ultron who turned out to be a bad guy. And then to defeat Ultron, they tried again sort of and made vision. Ah, So he's like kind of an amalgamation of all these different things, but he's not, he's not human. He's not really a robot. He's kind of like, Mixed. A sentient internet. <laughs> sentient. Oh, so like knowledge with a body like? Right. right. So, okay. but now after having a physical form, he's able to create uh, a personality and that's how he falls in love with Wanda over okay. time. Okay. Interesting. Weird. Very weird. So yes. uh, I will say just initial thoughts without obviously knowing that history, like the thing looks fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. I think they very effectively recreate the things that they're trying to recreate in this, this yes. first few episodes. A uh, little bit Dick Van Dyke, a little bit I Love Lucy. Mm-hmm. Um, then it gets much more bewitched. Like the whole concept right. feels more Which bewitched. Which is exactly what it's supposed to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um, it's like every episode is a, taking all of the popular TV shows and pop culture of that era. Right, into right, the, right. So it's like 50s, 60s. Yeah. Right, and then it goes up to like 60s, and now the new, the next episode looks like it's going to be like Brady Bunch era. Yeah, 70s, 70s, and then probably an 80s, I'm thinking. Do you know how many um, episodes this is going to run? I think six. Okay. And I don't know if there's another season or not. So one of the things that like, again, this will not mean much to you, but this, I don't think the like the release date was really shifted for this because mm. you know a lot of right, because right. 2020 nothing was released by Marvel. This didn't really get shifted, but Black Widow the movie and another Marvel movie, The Eternals, were supposed to come out before this. Mm. Now I know that this is WandaVision is and every movie more or less kind of works as a standalone, but also a puzzle piece of a bigger picture. So I don't know if they had to like shift things around slightly to make it fit in the overall picture because well, I the read, movies. Yeah. I read that of, this is building up towards the next Dr. Strange film specifically. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I'm curious to see. I mean, I'm, I'm sure Kevin Feige would never allow like, right, 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 loose right. ends to slip, but I wonder if something like behind the scenes they had to update this show in particular because those movies have been shifted like in a different order than they were supposed to be. Here's what I will say about this. Uh, because again, I don't know the context of it. So there are moments, I don't know if this is spoilery. So if you guys don't want to hear anything more, obviously mm-hmm. I hope you fast forwarded by now. Uh, but uh, so there's like, they, you know, they maintain the tone of these fifties uh, sitcom uh, mm-hmm. throughout. Uh, and then it's broken by some little mysterious things that we don't quite, I don't know, like as a person who doesn't know well, the like a, story, we don't understand. Right. It's the, a comment context. or something that throws them out of the moment. Or like or the helicopter. The yeah. Like right. little things like that where it kind of drags you back. Now I would say I really like that aspect of it. And I think it would have been more interesting if it, if it 
bounced back and forth a little bit more, like if they were serious when they were together because it's just them. And then mm-hmm. they put on this show for the neighbors or when they're out in public. And then it kind of switches back to this silly sitcom uh, mm-hmm. approach because it seems silly for them to be alone and maintaining this sort of Well, that's the thing that we're questioning here. It's like, obviously, everything's going to make sense by the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's building to that. So right now, and this might be something that we're going to have to rewatch to really understand. Right, get the full impact. Right. right. Um, But it... It's hard to say because, again, if you were to watch the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know Vision is dead. And the fact that this is taking place, you know, air quotes in the 50s is another questionable thing. So, like, everything about what we've seen so far is in question. Like, we have no idea how they got where they are. We don't know where they are. We don't know when they are. We don't know, like, how this is happening. Is this a weird TV show? Like, we have no idea what's happening. Right, 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 right. Um, well, when you explain what vision is, kind of that helps probably a little. There's probably some tie-in with that because it seems like they're kind of trying to break through and um, like reach her. Or like that. There were there were like maybe three key scenes I think of this where they hint. So there's the little helicopter she finds, which is in color in a black and white. Oh, world. right. So the whole first two episodes, with very few exceptions, is all in black and white. But the um, part you know where the guy was choking. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, it was very nice. Like she changed its tone completely, and I'm it does. Choking, yes, very nice. No, no, no. But I mean, the way she, the way she's like vision, help him. You know, like it. Oh, get serious for that. It second. completely changed tone for that bit. Um, and it was a weird scene, right? Like the wife was acting very strange, mm-hmm. like as if it was broken, right? Like it was like the right. scene was broken. Which I think that's what it was supposed to be. Yeah. But we don't, again, we don't understand what it is we're even watching at so this point. I kind of wish there was a little more of that because I found that even without knowing the bigger story, I thought that was interesting and it kind of shifted mm-hmm. the, the the contrast of the, the two types. So I, I am excited to see where it goes. A lot of silliness in here. Majority of it is pretty silly, um, but, mm-hmm. but done so nicely. Um, that, yeah, I was entertained even though I, I didn't know. It. it was a little because you're confused from the get-go, it's not frustrating because you just I just know like, well, I must not understand, you know, what what this right, is referencing right. and stuff. But but overall I I enjoyed it. And it's short enough that you don't feel, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like it's a big investment. So I'm curious to see with it, if if not just for the look of it. Yeah. I mean so because it's a superhero thing, it is weird that like the direction they took. It's interesting to see, and I do think they do a really good job reflecting the era that they're supposed to be portraying. Yeah, for sure. So it's fun to see these kind of throwback things, especially if you're a fan of like the old Nick at Night mm-hmm. TV shows. Yeah. Um, but like I, having watched all the Marvel movies probably more than once at this point, like, and being a fan of Marvel in general, like I have no idea what's going on right now. Like I am so lost. I can't even begin to like, make guesses as to what's happened. I'm sure there's probably some comic book out there that explains that does some a versions of, yeah. of, of this. Um, but I mean, it's bizarre. So what I far. like about it, this is kind of like what we were talking about before, how there's a TV series that's tied in with a movie that explains. Right. I like that aspect of it. And it feels to me, I mean, like I'm just obviously guessing here. I don't know anything, uh, but it feels like it's almost like she's in some kind of induced coma or so you know what i mean right. like like she's hooked up to something and and she's getting and her powers are making her like, yeah or she's getting these fed these things, images yeah. or it's because it's him she's getting access to all this internet you know what i mean like mm-hmm. 
so that that's kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see. It's it's entertaining enough. So I will say, like, and I hope this happens with um, Disney Plus. So they just finished Mandalorian last month. Now we get this new series, WandaVision, and then I think I could be wrong, but I think. Another Marvel series yeah. comes out in March, uh, Winter Soldier, Falcon, and Falcon, yeah, yeah, or Falcon Winter Soldier. Um, so it would be great to like continue this really cinematic looking series throughout the year. So the, they own um, Star Wars and Marvel. I'm sure there's like other properties now that they can do something similar where we get throughout the entire year this really good quality shows. And I love personally that they do release these episodes weekly so you're not like netflix you get it all in one day so you can kind of watch it together over time um and you have something to look forward to for an extended period as opposed to just binging it all in a weekend or something well you know it's funny i feel like uh with uh the mandalorian i think really set that uh, that model, don't you think? Because it seemed like everything was going towards dumps of, of all the episodes. Right. But Mandalore, I mean, aside from something like Game of Thrones, but that started as a series. That never... On TV. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, so I feel like Mandalorian really set this up as, look at the benefits of doing it this way. And, uh, you know, now it's just people crying about one episode <laughs> as opposed to the whole thing. You know, like, I didn't watch it all yet, you know, because you know if Mandalorian right. dropped in one batch i'd watch oh. it straight through i i would just <laughs> yeah um so it's nice that it does extend the life like the the buzziness do you have a it. preference do you like it better this way uh so it depends on how much i'd like the thing so like say this tiger woods thing say it was 10 episodes i would be fine if that all dropped at once i wouldn't care because i just i'd watch it every time i had a moment mm-hmm. to to watch something because I like the Mandalorian so much, I know I would do that thing like what I did with Lost where I was watching those on DVDs where I'm like, it'd be like one o'clock in the morning, like one more, one more. I'm going to watch one more <laughs> and then I'm going to go to bed. So I know I would, it would be hard for myself to control, to control mm. like that. So it just, it just depends. Like Stranger Things, you know, that dropped the third season or whatever. I like watched half of the first one and I never went back. Yeah. Um, but it's nice to know that it's there so that every time you go to sit down and watch something, you, you've got these things that you can, you know, watch that's a whole subcategory of netflix for me like things i can watch while i'm eating you know like <laughs> things right, i can watch right. in the background that you don't have to pay i definitely to. have i categorize shows that way too it's like uh this is a little bit more serious or i'm more interested in this so i want my full attention yeah or like you got I'm, 20 minutes you're not gonna watch a whole thing. right or like this is acceptable during the afternoon <laughs> this is definitely a nighttime show exactly exactly so like i watch like stand-up specials are good to watch in quick bites and stuff and mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Or the history of swear words, things like that. Oh, I haven't like, started that one yet. It's all right. It? It's We're, silly. It's totally like that those seems old. like a, a lunchtime. Very kind of much thing. so. It's like, or like, yeah, it's funny enough. It feels like one of those old VH1 shows where they talk right. to a pop up video or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, good enough. They got a lot of good people to talk about stuff. So yeah, it's fine. It's weird. Nicholas right. Cage hosts it though. That's the, that's the oddest part of the whole thing. <laughs> I think that's a draw for, I think it's actually a good fit. I mean, I haven't seen it, but he seems to be like a good fit for a kind of an oddball show like that. He's just such a big actor. He's, he's come, <laughs> he's turned into such a character yeah. himself. Yeah. Like, like someone's Cage, doing an impression person. of him. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, I'll probably check that out. I wish they I got more lunch. comedians like, uh, 
like a little bit to more. To do the commentary? Yeah, I mean, they do get some comedians and stuff like that. But I wish it was a, you know, when they do these like really high end documentaries, it's like Chris Rock is on there and Dave Chappelle. And mm-hmm. like something like this would have been great to hear some of that stuff from, or someone even like Jerry Seinfeld who doesn't swear to talk about, you know, why he doesn't, or, you know, just things like that. It's a, it's a good subject. Um, so, but it's worth watching. Mm. I think everything at this point seems to be worth watching. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right. Well, uh, do you want to talk about the giveaway before we go? Yeah, that's the last thing. And then we'll, we'll wrap it up. Do you have anything? Nope. All done. All right. Okay. So, um, if you aren't watching us every Sunday around 1030 on Instagram, Jared and I do a show and tell where we will share a product or something we purchase. A lot of the times it seems like it's sweet related. So if you're <laughs> interested in anything like that, please tune in. Um, I have a lot of fun with that. But as part of that, the last few weeks, we have been sharing some toys that we are giving away. So right now we're up to a Boba Fett, a prototype Boba Fett Black Series figure and a Funko Darkwing Duck, along with some other goodies, Squared Co merch and Jared merch we're going to throw in there. But if you are interested in participating in this giveaway and would like to win this box of goodies, so what you have to do, like episode 98 or 99 and tag a friend in the comments and you will be entered to win this box. Now I know... Many people will get it wrong. <laughs> so you just have to oh, go to the, the episode art for this episode and we'll do it again <laughs> on the 99th episode. Oh my gosh. There we go. Yeah. yeah. And we'll, yeah. thanks for the so bailout, Jared. So we'll do a drawing. We'll We're going to do a drawing basically of the, and yes. We'll, but it's only one box. So uh, unless Mark decides to do some other. Well, we'll see how much we, how big this box gets. If it's outrageous, maybe it'll be split into two, but the plans are just one. Okay. Very good. So we'll try to get group together and get those uh, details a little bit better for the next record. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it's so simple in my head, but. Uh, yes, I know. It's hard right. to get out. All right. Good. Running okay. long here. All right. That's it for today. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you later.